0: Hello, my name is Jorge Ramiro Monroy. I am the CEO and founder of Reina Silver. Raina Silver is a Toronto-listed company. Our focus is on exploration. We're looking for high-grade silver, district-scale potential. And the value proposition of the company is we're in an environment where, if you look at what's happening with the mid-tier producers in silver, over the last two years, they're cashed up again. And rather than buying silver deposits, they've gone ahead and bought gold deposits. You've seen Fortuna buying Rocks Gold. You've seen um, First Majestic buying Jared Canyon, and so on and so forth. Really, the reason they're doing this is not because they don't like silver. It is because if you look at what a big mid-tier producer needs, they need 100 million ounces plus of high-grade silver, and the reality is that those do not exist. So we need to go there and find them. And that's what Raina Silver is doing with three district-scale projects, all of them brownfield around, uh, you know, they already have high-grade uh, potential. They were exploring in the 1800s, but the technology was not available for um, the way that it's now. And we've partnered with uh, Peter McGaw and Max Silver, you know, one of the most successful silver exploration companies, to be able to to um, to take... These three projects ahead.
1: Okay. Jorge, good to see you. I haven't seen you since October 2020. I'm not offended. I wish I'd seen more of you. Um, so, it's been an interesting time for um, gold and silver. Uh, you know, for, for was, it, was
0: it really been that long? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, long time, long I thought, time. I
0: thought it was last year.
1: It was 70 cents ago, pal. That's that's how long ago it was. It's been a tough market I think recently for precious Metal since maybe the end of last year. Um so I want to hear what you're getting up to. Um I guess we let's start with the good news. You just raised 5 million bucks. Why have you done that? Yes.
0: No, and uh, and we just announced that this morning so for anybody who who um, who hasn't uh, were was not aware of, of this news, the you know, we we actually had a, a tremendous amount of uh, of demand for for the placement, and you know, the reason we did it, Matthew, is you know, we, it's not an ideal time to do it in terms of where the market is at. It's not ideal in terms of our share price, but at the same time, the nature of our story, the nature of our exploration, uh, when we looked at it uh, together with the board, we realized that really the you know the money we put in the ground is what gives us the the biggest chance of um, of success in, in, in the company. We, in the big uh, picture, uh, we had just had uh, $10 million uh, worth of warrants, um, sorry, 10 million warrants uh, come out of our capital structure. Uh, so, you know, this race is gonna be roughly um, uh, substituting those, so it, it's not a very big change in our capital structure. And really what it allows us to do is, is to just cancel out the noise of what's happening in the market I think the fundamental belief that we have is silver is undervalued. The fundamental belief we have is we're following the right uh, business approach in terms of looking for for a big, high grade silver deposit. And the results that we have for for Gigi and Batopilas in our drilling last year validate the geological thesis. and, And I think we're very, you know, really zeroing in into what we think is a potential breakout. Um, uh, that, that we can um, you know do through through drilling.
1: Okay, well let, let, let's let, let's get on to um, Kiki and I'm about to be honest in a second, but I'm just yeah. let's stick with the money for now. So five million new dollars now. Um, Where does that come from? Is it existing shareholders?
0: Yeah, yeah so that, that's another great you know the, another thing that we're very excited about, Matthew. Is uh, and maybe just for context. So, so with this five, now we have ten million in the bank. Uh, about half of the money came from existing shareholders. Uh, these are primarily institutions who have uh, been actually in every single round, and I think that speaks tremendously to you know to how serious our our company has been taken um, by the investor community. We really have uh, very high quality investors who who recognize that uh, what we're doing and, and you know uh, validate through participating in these in these that, that we're on the right track. And then we were, we were able to welcome um, three or four new institutions who were not uh, part of our uh, share register before.
1: Okay. So, but, uh, the reality but, but, is that- but tell me, tell me this because I think, I think it's really important. Yeah. Like you, you, like a lot of people have been absolutely battered by the market. Okay. Yes. So, you know, I, I think, you know, since we spoke whenever October 2020, you know, sort of steady sideways movement, by you, but like of recent times, like everyone else, it's been hit hard. When you go and raise money at these levels, you're saying, well, look, it's better to raise capital at these lower, even at these lower levels, because it allows to get on with the, with the job right. of, of, of finding these these large projects which majors may be looking for. So I, I, I get it and I buy that. But what you also need is liquidity and in terms of and, and, and volume of trading as yes. a stock from retail. So going and getting more institutional uh, on, onto the register, is, is that wise?
0: Yeah, look, and that's that's a very good point, uh, uh, Matthew. We, we did actually allocate, um, I would say about 30% uh, of the race to, to retail investors. I am a very big believer and, and you know, there's a lot of companies that uh, and I think there's a little bit of ego behind this that think, okay, we need to appeal only to institutional investors. You know, the, the reason you will go to the public markets is to, you know, so that you you can, um, you know, have an attractive company for the public. In order to have to attract uh, institutional investors, you need liquidity. And um, if you look at our track record in terms of liquidity, we've maintained even in tough markets a very strong uh, liquidity. Um, throughout our, um, you know, throughout our history, of course, uh, it's it, it ebbs and flows with uh, with the market, but it's generally speaking, being strong, and and one of the reasons why we have been able to attract, you know, a strong institutional um, investor base, and um, and we you know we do uh, make a tremendous effort trying to, you know, I do consider that a very important uh, job of a public company. Um, I, I personally. Uh, uh, spoke to my family and and you know uh, brought the family over to the u s for for a uh, period of time and um, I have spent a, a lot of time uh, uh, traveling in person to meet uh, our shareholders to meet new shareholders um, it, it really was a tremendous uh experience for me it's uh, it uh, you know we were talking about the benefits of like doing zoom versus doing yeah, this kind of uh presentation you know, at the end of the day, you need to um, can't run a company sitting uh, on, on your desk. You, you really have to go there. You have to meet investors. You have to go to the projects. You have to make sure that you know, that every single piece of the puzzle works well. W- w- as you said, we're, we're swimming against the current with the markets. But you know, I think the, the fundamentally I think silver uh, has really good fundamentals going forward. So I think it's uh, it's this is a time to hunker down. Um, w- w- one thing that I am going to do is, uh, you know, in the kind of market we were before, we we were, um, you know, it, 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 there's obviously a lot of focus on on um, on the investor relations uh, part of part of things. We were also a new company uh, when you uh, and I spoke for the first time. I think we had just been public for a couple of months, so we we're really it, it actually takes a tremendous amount of effort to, to get the company just on people's radar. So I think we've done that. We've done a good job with that. And now it's, uh, you know, a, a big focus on, on making sure that, uh, our money is going to be spent in the most efficient way between the three, uh, projects. So we started that process, uh, about a month ago and, and, uh, of, of really reviewing, uh, each of our targets in each of the three projects and, um, and, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, the, the reality is that uh, the work that we've done on the ground over the last year has put us in an, an incredible situation. And, and, and we we're going to get into the details of each project, but uh, the last two months, uh, when we finished stage one and two at Gigi and Batopilas, what we did was sort of um, a, a recap of where we we're at. We uh, hired uh, new teams to Generate more and more targets. Uh, we also hired a structural geologists on, on on both projects. Did additional geophysics uh, because um, you know one of the things uh, that we're looking for is uh, in addition to the drilling that we're doing, trying not to just uh, narrow down that, but but really thinking ahead um, to a point where where we have a, what I would call a home-run uh, discovery that would allow us to then you know go in and and attack this in a much more aggressive way hopefully in a, in a much more beneficial silver market than we're now.
1: Okay, before we I I do, I do want to get into each project I promise you cuz I, I, th- I think it's interesting yeah, yeah. you are trying to do, okay? Um, I want to come back to something you talked about in terms of IR. Of course I'd be interested in that. And yeah. um, here here's some of the some of the feedback in the market about Mexican silver companies at the, at the moment. You're up in yes. Chihuahua, right by the U.S. border. And yes. You're also up in Nevada as well. So, you know, that, that's where you are. Um, the, the rhetoric coming out of, and the conversations and narrative coming out of, um, South America and then obviously as well up in Mexico, um, especially with nationalization kind of conversation and politics, yeah. um, down there, the uncertainty of the politics. It's making investors really nervous about, where they deploy capital. This is over and above the current market machinations yep. um, of you know what, you know what what's happening with um, the economy. This is on a basis of can I invest in certain countries? And Mexico, unfortunately, has fallen into that category. It's like nationalisation talk is not good. What's happening with the politics? We've got, we've got some polls being happening at the moment about new candidates. Uh, it could be good. Is it good? What do we need to know?
0: absolutely thank you for bringing this this topic and you know this is actually a great uh opportunity for me to maybe uh, express some of my views and and and, you know i I always offer this for any investor or any other company who would like to uh reach out to me directly and and discuss this in more depth because it's obviously a very nuisance um uh, issue that's you know probably not enough uh to cover uh in in this forum but but really what's happening uh uh, Matthew, uh, let's start with your first uh, element of your question. You asked me about South America. Uh, in South America, really, uh, a lot of what's happening is a little bit alarming in, in Peru, in Chile, and in, um, obviously, Colombia last week. We'll have to unpack what that means in Colombia, but in the Chilean Peru has certainly taken a, a very radical uh, approach. Uh, I, I don't follow them well enough to, to give you um, uh, an opinion, so I'm going to leave that aside. At the same time, uh, Bolivia (laughs) and Argentina are now, you know, uh, Argentina is looking like the Luxembourg of uh, South America, Um, you know, still with a lot of uh, problems uh, with their macro and their currency and their, uh, you know, price stability. But definitely, you know, you are seeing companies go there, do exploration, succeed, especially in the lithium space. Um, Not the easiest place to operate, but, but you know, uh, over the last ten years, or so uh, on, with a lot of ups and downs and crises, um, you know, people have been able to to make it work. Mexico is an, an entirely different class; it should not be grouped uh, with South America in the same way. They're very important to understand that um, uh, Mexico is part of North America. It's it's uh, ruled uh, investment-wise uh, under the NAFTA agreement, uh, which is actually a very strong uh, agreement. Uh, there's a lot of stake for Mexico, the U.S. and Canada. You know, the, the, the way that the I don't know if you follow this, but about two years ago, there was a renegotiation of the um, of the treaty that's actually very beneficial to Mexico. It's one of those weird things where, you know, both Trump at the time and, and Lopez Obrador uh, are a very similar type of populists, and their agendas met. You know, to to the sort of uh, they had a sink in you know the, uh, the Mexican uh, president wanted wages to go up in manufacturing. Trump wanted Mexican wages to go up to make uh, manufacturing less competitive versus, like, say, uh, especially in the car uh, industry. So there is a lot of stability uh, protections for for North American companies. Of course, Canadian companies have a big say in uh, in investments, uh, mining. Uh, that, that's, this is all a big difference uh, you know in South America, mining in the case of Chile Peru is the biggest chunk of, of the economy in mexico mining is not a significant industry we, it's a very diversified economy and um, and then getting into into the details the, the one news that caused a lot a, a lot of uh, concern was a news related to uh, to lithium and Mexico saying that they would uh, create a national company to now let, let's just uh, be very clear there's no lithium in mexico no lithium production there's one project um, that's a brine project called bacanora it's listed in london and you know it's uh, very questionable as to whether it's a commercial uh, uh, project it's um it, i i mean i don't want to disparage it in any way because i, don't, I don't, i'm not an expert in the, in the subject but um being what it may it really was just a, a, a way to uh, there's a there's a broader oil and gas and electricity reform, and uh, you know they they've sort of put in lithium as uh, as a source of energy. Now looking at the reality on the ground, uh, the president uh, when he came up and, and it's really funny. I always like telling people this story. He came to power on July 1st uh, of 2018, which is the same deal that I signed the deal with Max Silver, and, and it was a kind of the kind same kind of thing. We didn't know if he was going to win or not, and. It was, I think I, I signed the deal with Max Silver um, the Friday before he got elected. And I was like, okay, great, you know, this guy is going to be a, another Hugo Chavez. And, and the reality is that, you know, the, the previous government had demonized him for the past 10 years. We had never seen him speak on TV because they, they really suppressed him. You know, he, is he the greatest president? No. But he, by and large, hasn't been terrible. He has not changed the mining law in any way. Uh, the only thing that has been uh, difficult for us operating there is he has not uh, uh, granted new concessions. But um, you know, other than that, especially for exploration companies, we have actually been able to operate really well. Just to give you an example, Matthew, our our drill permits are coming within a month, a month and a half. You know, uh, you can still permit a mine into production in less than two years. I mean, you find me a place in in Ontario, Quebec. Nevada, where you can do that. Yes, we have to worry about the, the security issue. You know, there's, there's cartels. And, but again, I, I, there's 250 TSX companies listed uh, in Toronto that have assets in, in Mexico. And, um, you know, a, and I think uh, more than 60 of them are in production. Um, you know, in 1996, when NAFTA was signed, there was zero Canadian companies there. By 2007, um almost uh, 250 billion in market cap you know companies like goldcorp yamana gold agnico eagle pan american silver um you know it really uh, you go and find me another jurisdiction where that has happened and again i go back to nafta and how important that has been to be able to facilitate uh you know the like and how easy is the flow of of uh, you know like operating a company in mexico is, you know and and I, I mean, I sit in the board of other companies in other jurisdictions in Canada and uh, some opportunities in Argentina. It's incredibly, uh, there's a lot of benefits of operating there. Now, you still have to be careful and, and still have to, you know, watch how things move along. You know, there's a lot of forces at play. But uh, back to your to your, to your original question, there is a poll this week uh, within the ruling party, Morena. Uh, there's three front runners, um, two of them who are the, the polling the highest in terms of uh, uh, in, in, uh, popularity. Uh, one of them in particular is very moderate, uh, definitely to the, to the right of the current president. The other one probably similar to the current president, but not, um, not uh, in any way radical. She's the current mayor of Mexico City. So I think uh, so far, you know, two years away from Mexican election, we don't expect any dramatic changes uh, now. He, he is sort of now coming to the lame duck uh, bit of his presidency. That we just finished the the midterm elections, and and he lost. So he lost the majority in Congress. Um, he won some governorships, but some some he lost. His his popularity is down. So I think we're in a situation where uh, Mexico should be okay for the next uh, two years. You know, the, the next election will be. Uh, uh, the next uh, sort of uh, thing that we have to watch for. Um, but I, I don't know if, I'm sorry, I went a little bit too long. No, that's but fine. I,
1: I don't mind that. I actually quite like this because it lends comfort to people looking in who may have dismissed Mexico out of hand, worried about nationalisation, yeah. right? As they have done with quite a few countries in, in South America, right? So I think it's a good conversation to understand the nuances of it. So the there's a kind of, Obviously, U.S. is in has midterms coming in November. You, Mexico is not doing that, but they are doing this polling about which candidate replaces the current incumbent. And in yeah. two years' time, he leaves. Is that right? Is that what you said?
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, July twenty twenty four. Okay, so he's in he saying the lame duck phase where you know he's not going to be able to affect much uh, change whether he wants to or not. Um, and these are you're saying that. that of these three candidates all are more moderate than he is and he hasn't Correct. been bad okay Correct. interesting
0: yeah we'll he, he he's he's a he's a strange candidate because he he came out as a leftist but you know he's actually in many uh, in you know in many ways very conservative fiscally for instance he has been really against uh, uh, uh printing money increasing debt um you know he's been quite responsible on on that front uh, yes he, he uh, you know he came claiming that he was uh changed corruption corruption's still uh, still there uh, in some maybe at, at very high levels, like governors are not like you know taking hundreds of millions out of the the treasury so if maybe he has uh tempered uh, corruption a little bit he hasn 't been uh, a good president I think he is but he hasn 't been uh, uh, as bad as most of us thought okay which, you know in this he, in this he, world <laughs> he's had to count your Okay, he's, bliss, the,
1: exactly. he's the he's the least worst candidate. Good. Um, well, let's let's pick up on something he said there because again, I, I ask this question occasionally when people kind of you, you know make a statement which is meant to be uh, you know uh, seen as seen as a positive, but um, which is two hundred and fifty uh, TSX TSX companies with assets in Canada. Sorry, in Mexico or was that yeah. right? Okay, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. I know for some and, of them, it's keep just in mind,
0: Matthew, yeah. Them have multiple assets. So I think I think a total number of assets being actively explored is close to a thousand.
1: Right. Okay. It, it it gets it gets even more interesting. So, but my, my, here's my question to you, which is with within whatever that makeup and breakdown look, looks like, that's a lot. These are big numbers, right? Yes. Of companies. Roughly saying the same thing, and it's white noise, right? So it gets hard to kind of compete in that environment. So what I'd what like yeah. you to kind of point me towards is right. Um, I, I get that you're kind of high grade focus, and I get that you're after district wide, and you've told me why because they The kind of big silver players can't find big projects. They're off investing in gold instead, right? So if if that's the name of the game for you, why are you going to be any better than any of these other Mexican-focused silver explorers?
0: No, absolutely. And you know, there's there's two two things that I'll that I'll point out, Matthew. Number one is um, we started Raina Silver at a time where not not because silver was a fad. It was 2018. It was a tough, tough, tough uh, time to do it. Um, I started the company one year before, in 2017, and what I did was try to really study what gives us the best chance of making a discovery. And so I went to Vancouver for for about three four months and uh, spoke to all the different CEOs of mid tier producers, um, some of the companies that had uh, see what assets were available. And, and then I, during that time, I spoke to Peter Magal, who's the co founder of Maxillar. And his approach made the most sense to me. I was, I had the opportunity to take these assets from Mac, but not just the assets. You know, Peter McGaw stayed with us as, as the chief technical advisor. And I had the opportunity of hiring the team that, that had been exploring uh, these projects as well as participating in the Mag Silver original discovery. So really, our company is a real company, is a real team. There's a lot of value in these teams. You know, it's a team that, um, just to give you an example, the gentleman who's the project manager, at Gigi is Rene Ramirez and he did the mapping and designed the drill pads for the uh, original Juan Isipio discovery for Max Silver. Uh, Manuel uh, Ramirez, who is our, our the uh, exploration manager at, um, at uh, Batopilas, he is the one who, who did all the geological work for the discovery of Cinco de Mayo, which is a huge CRD in Chihuahua also owned by Max Silver. Uh, these people have been working together with Peter as a team for, uh, in many cases, uh, their whole career, and they're all in their, you know, 50s, 60s. So I think there's a lot of value to that. Um, you know, they also have a tremendous uh, business acumen in terms of, you know, handling all the community um, uh, relations. So that give, and, and you know, I think the statistics Matthew is, uh, you know, a, a very small number of geologists ever make a discovery. But then once they make a discovery, you know, um, the people who made one discovery, the, the percentage chance that they do multiple discoveries is very high. And, and that's the case with our team. Okay,
1: that's the team. Okay, that, that, for me, that's benefit number one. You've got a team who've worked in the region, made some discoveries in the past for Mike Silver. That's, that's super. What else have you got going for you? Because again, the number of people that come on the show and claim... <laughs> yeah, discoveries and successes. You know, success has many many fathers, right? Yeah. So, what else can you give me?
0: Absolutely, and, and you know the 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 other thing that that I'll I'll tell you, Matthew, is again because we started the company, you know, before um, before things got um, sort of before the active the market became active again, we had the opportunity, of course, to have Gigi and Batopilas, but we had also put in a number of other projects, and within that portfolio, of projects. Um, Medicine Springs has emerged as a, and that's in Nevada, has emerged as a very serious opportunity. Um, I'll I'll speak about it uh, a little bit later, but we do have a very unique situation where I think each one of our three main projects could be its own company. It, you know, there are strong enough projects and, and we have them all in one company. You know, and a lot of shareholders have asked me uh, a lot of questions about this. Why not just focus on, on one uh, project instead of three? And, um, you know, again, as uh, as one of the largest shareholders in the company, and you know, the vast majority of my net worth is tied <laughs> to to the success of this company. You know, I, I just wanted to have a, a a balanced portfolio in terms of risk because you know we're doing brownfield exploration. Uh, we're, we're not a company that's you know looking to expand a resource that's already there. You know, really uh, going off of uh, historic. Uh, mining, trying to um, to really make a discovery of something bigger, and um, you know, for me, it seems like you know having three projects. Not only does it increase your chance of success, but it also gives you a, a downside protection. And I think that's uh, very important. The way that we have designed the company, again, we're we're doing this, uh, trying to do it. Uh, you know, having the utmost respect for the people who have. Uh, you know, giving us the trust and and giving us the capital to to invest and trying to manage this uh, as best as we can. Um, you know, from taking account uh, geology, taking account the capital markets, uh, investor relations, taking account uh, how we communicate the story, and you know, it, it, it's uh, like we were discussing at the beginning. It, does, it takes a tremendous effort to to make all the pieces of the puzzle uh, work.
1: Yeah, well, it, it, so it, 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 it's, it does it's approach. Yeah, but I'm saying, all right? So you having an significant part of your wealth in it is is, is good. It's, it indicates that you're you're a true believer and you've put your own capital at risk, right? So that's all good. And um, you wanting it to succeed doesn't. Solve the solve the problem. It doesn't, doesn't make it happen. So, so I'm intrigued about with the, with a with a company which is 10 million bucks is good because you got options. Yeah, and I'm more interested in what you're going to do in terms of allocation of capital, best use of, absolutely of, of capital in, in the sense that the markets give you a chance to say, hey we would be forgiven if we just slightly tweaked our strat our our, our business plan here So the long term business plan i get but the short term strategy may need to be adjusted in current conditions because capital constraints may be a problem further down the line for everyone the market yes. is a little bit off yes. we don't know when it's coming back so have have you adjusted your thinking? What are you focused on first, and where 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 are you allocating this capital to? Three projects is a lot for a company at what 35, 40 yes. million market cap, right? So what do you do? Yes,
0: no, absolutely. And you know, we, I think, I think that's going to be a very dynamic process, especially during the summer, um, of of really trying to monitor the market. Nobody knows what's going on. I, 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 uh, I do we do worry about, uh, and, and that was one of the impetus for doing the capital raise now. Because we didn't want to take the chances that you know markets could become more difficult. Again, as I said at the beginning, the we fundamentally have a, a belief in, in silver that's you know, I think grounded in, in in strong fundamentals. But the capital markets may get choppy and um, and you know, as you say, we have we're gonna to have to be flexible. I'll tell you that the, the advantage we have is we own um, our the two main projects hundred percent and then Medicine Springs, uh, after we do this uh, drill campaign, we'll have Meet the majority of our requirements to to own I think up to seventy five or eighty percent um, you know that that's um, that's a, an advantage that we have but the, at, at the same time you know even even in bear markets uh, if you look at the performance of silver stocks it, it uh, again because silver is so rare and because the, the need for for a silver uh, project is so rare on on a and convincing discovery, your market cap will will appreciate significantly. So, having understood that, our current and you know our current thinking today, after discussing with with the board and with the management, is is we're going to go full force. We're not going to you know at least in the short term, we're not going to um, focus too much on on the ups and downs of silver price and silver sentiment, because um, we do believe that in, in each of our projects, if we can with the money that we have. The purpose of the drilling is to, to really convincingly establish them as having the potential for being a big silver deposit. When we talk about a big silver deposit, at least 100 million ounces of, of silver. Um, you know, we, that's way the, the way that we've designed the drilling at Batopilas and Gigi, rather than honing in a particular zone, we've you know, stepped out um, uh, 500 meters, a kilometer, 2 kilometers. You know, that, that's, that was the purpose of stage 1 of drilling. And um you know I do think that the market still rewards you if, even in tough markets for for that kind of uh, discovery, especially in silver might, might be different in, in in other commodities, but you know again, silver has the situation and, and you have to remember silver companies uh, especially in the mid-tier space and and, and the majors uh, finally are cashed up they do have uh, capital the 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 share price of, of those companies, uh, has a premium as well. Um, now with the other thing is we have seen a lot of interest from non-silver companies like, like zinc, copper, and, uh, and even some gold companies looking for for silver projects that that's been actually quite interesting in terms of, you know, people who have reached out to us to to do a side visit, you know, i have been like, Oh, you know, there's no gold in, in our project. I was like, yeah, yeah, but we still want to go see it. So, uh, you know, the market is changing a lot, but I think in the short term we're going to stick to that strategy if there's some sort of black swan event and, and things change uh, dramatically we'll definitely adjust and in that case, you know do keep in mind you know we do have the advantage of, of essentially owning the, our projects um, between one hundred percent and eighty percent so um you know it's not like um, if if we need to um Readjust their budgets. You know, we we don't lose any of our projects. It,
1: it's it's essentially you can kind of say look, you sound like you're doing things the right way geologically, right? Your your geo team is giving you good solid advice on how to how to find this stuff. Because, like, but but you know, you said, oh, the market will reward you if you do things properly. It doesn't always reward you if you do things properly. You put out a fantastic press release back in in the middle of April. You know, three point six true. five meters creating eight point eight grams per time. I mean. Good stuff, you know, it's, it's all, yeah. you know, nice, nice stuff. And within a week, you're from 66 cents down <laughs> to under, <laughs> no, under true, 50. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it, I, yep. so it's, my question to you is again, in terms of being agile and you know, thinking on your feet and adjusting and all of that kind of stuff, sometimes you have got to kind of put a good market stuff and the market doesn't care. And sometimes you've got a good stuff and the market does react. So in a sense, do you have a, do you have an idea of the, Do you stick to doing good, solid geology and hope for some long-term return on that investment, or are you conscious that perhaps you need to go and hunt out some super high-grade stuff, some if you can, and delight the market? But how, how do you come at that? It's a tough one.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, it's listen, it's something that we think about every single day. My, my feeling is that you know, and again, I go back to thinking if I was going to give a company my money. I don't want them to necessarily sit there and say, okay, let's wait for a better market. You know, I, I just don't think, uh, and I, I also don't think that's what the investors want. You know, I think, I think we need to be aggressive. Uh, again, if, if, uh, if it all of a sudden this really, we have a, an extreme situation, we'll revaluate, but you know, I, I really have, uh, I'm a believer on, on, um, you stick to your plan. Um, you know, we've, we've, uh, Put the budget that that our, our technical team requested. Um, you know, we have a, a board that has, um, you know, a, 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 our chairman is a mining engineer. He's you know business oriented, and and um, you know, we have a good balance to to try to to see what the most efficient way to, to use the money is. And to be honest, our, our geological team is very commercially minded. They understand capital markets, having been with uh, you know lived through the whole Max Silver experience over the last twenty years. You know that that project is now about to go into production. So you know we do have a, a good understanding of what it takes to um, you know to take a, a project from zero, um, you know to a couple billion market cap. Um, so you know it, it's uh, it, but it's it's a very good point that you make, Matthew. I, I'm I'm uh, you know and and you know and I'll tell you for me as an entrepreneur, you know when I started in the sector and I go to uh, to Vancouver and you know start investing in companies and. You know, not disrespect to 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 anyone, but you know, you you're like with the CEO is going golfing at two, and you know, maybe uh, leave to Whistler on Thursday. That's not why I started the the company. You know, I, I'm um, we want to 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 make it an exciting discovery. We want something like, that could be transcendental, and you don't you don't do that uh, by you know by holding back. At the same time, you know, if if uh, it comes to it. You know, we'll. Uh, you know, we are monitoring. It is a kind of a crazy market. I, I was I spent a good chunk of uh, two days ago watching the. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you you caught it, the the Fed testimony in Congress. Yes. And. Fantastic. Some fascinating clues there. Um, as to what may be coming in the months ahead.
1: Yeah, so I, so, thought, um, I thought you were going to go for the the the, the, the Johnny Depp uh, trial. No, okay. Well, the, Fed, the, Fed's, the Fed's also quite <laughs> that was, interesting. That
0: was good too. That was that was that was. <laughs> Very
1: entertaining. Hey, Willie. Okay, but, um, but back to you though. Okay, so you, look, look I'm hearing everything you're saying. You're trying to do things the right way, and um, what, what's the reality in terms of? And in and hard, and a hardworking CEO, you're, you're not off playing golf or skiing, you know, for a long weekend. I I, I know that to be true. I know you. Um, the but the, the but the Peter McGuys of this world, and the, and and Arrener uh, Ramirez and Manuel Ria, 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 Rias. Um, what are they? Are they? They, they can't be full time. So how much time are they actually allocating? Because those no, no, are the smart guys, they are, right? So,
0: so, no, they're they're, they're full time. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, Rene Ramirez is full time with us. Uh, Manuel Reese, and I apologize. I call him Manuel Ramirez. It's Manuel Reese. Yeah, uh, they're they're full time with us, right? Okay. Uh, and they're very committed. You know, they're very committed. Um, and then Peter his time commitment with us is fifteen uh, percent of his time. What what it looks like in real terms, Matthew is. Uh, You know, he has a Zoom call with each of the teams, um, you know, for an hour or two every day. Uh, And he's very engaged. If you've, um, you know, he's been to the site uh, multiple times. You know, Gigi is really his baby. Um, You know, when you've had the level of success that that Peter has had and, you know, he's really uh, uh, looking to, again, to make something uh, transcendental. We had a a very interesting uh, addition to the team um, six months ago, who's uh, Lauren Magal, who's Peter's uh, daughter, and she's been uh, phenomenal. She's um, finishing her um, geological studies, but she is really helping us more on the, on the marketing side, uh, investor relations, uh, especially trying to help me communicate and articulate the story, where we go next. Um, but that has been a, a, a very good addition because you know, she has been uh, studying with her dad, uh, basically, since she was a child. And it's actually fascinating. You know, she had done work for us before, um, more as a geologist. She helped us do the initial evaluation of Medicine Springs. Uh, but now, you know, getting to know that facet of hers uh, more in terms of, uh, you know, she's a brilliant communicator, especially, you know, how to communicate our story. And, and as you were uh, asking before, how do we stand from from other um, um, you know, from other companies. And to be honest, it's, it's even helped me a lot, understand geologically uh, more and more. Uh, she's given us a few short courses on, um, on, on the cap kind of geologic, geology that we have. And, and, and uh, for management, who, those of us who are not geologists to try to make better decisions on how to allocate the capital and, and what kind of risk is involved with each, each drill hole.
1: Okay, well, like, I know we're kind of running out of time a little bit here. Um, so, just, just, in just, final. If you could sort of punctuate the end of this um, call with, um, you've got ten million bucks. Um, how many meters? Where is it going? What's it going to cost you? What's the time frame?
0: Yeah, you know, we have a budget uh, for for drilling, us um, like say over the next, um, call it twelve months. That's um, it's about eight million Canadian and that um, would allow us to to do stage 3 of drilling at Gigi. Uh that's going to be the the biggest uh spend and and that's going to be about 8000 meters. Okay. We're going to do um we're finishing uh stage 1 of drilling at at Batopoulos. We still have um, about 3000 meters left there and then we'll start uh, stage uh 3 uh sorry, stage 2 right after. And then, you know, Medicine Springs we're going to drill it for the first time We're... In the advance uh, process of getting our our permits for the drilling, <clears throat> our my team had a touch base with them last Friday. They, they told me they're you know expecting it uh, shortly, and the plan is to start drilling Medicine Springs. We'll drill it for the first time this fall, so we think um, we'll have enough time to do at least five thousand meters. But we have a budget for seven thousand meters, so. You know, it's 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 very exciting. We'll be drilling all three projects in tandem, and then by the end of it, we still have about a million and a half uh, cushion that we've allocated. You know, um, uh, sort of back to your question about you know managing budgets in these uncertain times. Um, so we've very worked very high hard to 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 put the budget that the the geological team had asked us for, and still have a, a cushion there for um, you know so that we don't have to. Um, um, you know, get too low in cash before we we see what the next step for the company is. Right. What, what I what I love to see is that uh, is uh, you know at some point we'll have a, a drill hole that's you know convincing and and, uh, and 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 an area emerging that we could you know at a, at a much higher ca- market cap um, do a raise uh, similar to other companies that have made significant discoveries over the last uh, few months and years where we could really tackle it with you know 3 4 drill rigs and and then start a, a much more aggressive drill campaign at some point we will um one of the projects will become the the main focus of of the company uh, that's most likely to be Yigi. uh and then you know with some luck all three of them <laughs> could could be uh you know moving uh, at the same time at, at that point we'll see if it's uh, if it's um feasible to move them ahead with uh with the same team but you know and this question came uh and and comes over a number of times, and you know, I think the uh, you know at some point we will have to focus on one or two projects. But the reason why we're doing the three at this time is because the core expertise of the team that we have is exactly this stage of development, taking the product from a brownfield and establishing it into you know a district scale project. And and then the value accretion on a project like that is just massive, and, and that really is the core expertise of, of our company. So uh, that's one of the reasons I wanted to address that, um, because I, I think that's one of the questions that comes comes up a lot and you know the other thing is for those of you who <coughs> follow the Lasan curve, I think our company sits very comfortably and very nicely at the bottom or maybe a little bit above the bottom <coughs> of of that curve in each one of the projects so really the the potential for the upside is is uh, quite significant to a discovery.
1: It, well, yeah, yeah for if, if you, if you and, and anyone else, discoveries are, r- are rare. Things actually, I don't think people appreciate that. Um, look, Jorge, um, thanks for your time today. Um, thanks for kind of helping us understand, you know, the, how you've moved on since we last spoke. And especially, thank you for your view of the Mexican political scene at, at the moment. Perhaps helps shape people how, shape how people think about investing in, in Mexico going forward. But look, stay in touch with us, especially with some of these drill results coming out. Soon. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we we'll look forward to speaking to you soon.
0: Thank you, Matthew. And one thing that I wanted to also offer to your listeners is. Um, you know, we our project Batopilas is the historically the highest grade silver mine in um, in in Mexico. It's a it's a very unique project, and uh, there's a a great book written about it called The Silver Magnet. It's a history of how an American entrepreneur moves uh, to Mexico in the late eighteen hundreds and and you know basically finds what became the the first modern producing mine in Mexico. It gives you a a sense of the magnitude of the project, but also you know what it takes to, to put one of these things into, like do the discovery and then put it in production. And if any of your listeners would like a copy, uh, please send me an email. Uh, my email is uh, Jorge at uh or info at RainaSilver.com. Especially if you're in North America, uh, send me an email. It's easy for us to send it. Uh, but also if you're in England, uh, we'll try our best uh, to, to get it to you. Um, uh, if not the hard copy, maybe we'll find a way to send you maybe a digital copy. Uh, but, uh, wanted to make that, uh, offer in case anybody is interested.
1: Good man. I like it. I, I do that on a regular basis as well. I was just thinking about, it. <laughs> I think I'm slightly behind on one of my offers. Um, Jorge, good to speak to you. We'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Great. Thank you. And great to see you.